This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 88. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And in today's episode of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we're going to be discussing healthy plant-based foods for diabetics. And this episode was suggested by our follower, James Lindsay. And I think he suggested this on Facebook? Yes. Okay. So um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the glycemic index or GI factor, factors that can affect the GI of food. And aspects of a healthy plant-based lifestyle that may have some benefits for diabetics. And for those of you who have been listening to us for a while, you know Larissa has been struggling with diabetes, and as of late, she's gotten she's been struggling again. So she had we she went through a period where she was she very much had it under control, but is very open about sharing her struggles and her challenges with her sugar addiction primarily, and that has a lot to do with her uh, diabetes struggle. So she's very generously opened up about that because I think it can help other people who might be struggling with the same thing. Right. I think definitely it can help other people, but it's also helpful to me because it helps me to, uh, when I talk about it to other people, you know, whether I'm talking about it to you or to my doctor or, you know, friends, family, I think it helps me to kind of, it makes it more real for me. Because, you know, I've gone through periods of that, well, you know, that won't happen to me and all, you know, all the denial and everything. And, but I think when I talk about it, of course, you know, getting your, your test results is a big slap in the face. But I think when I talk about it, it really helps kind of make it more real to me. Plus, then I I kind of open myself up for other avenues of support. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll go into a little bit more detail. And I think a lot of it has to do as well with the fact that you work at home. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of temptations here. And so we'll get into maybe some of the emotional aspects of that as well. But and we'll try not to be too much like bring people down. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's good. Like if we can, you know, it just makes people who are struggling with the same thing feel like other people are struggling as well. I will say my my addictions don't lie so much in sugar it's more like a carbohydrate mm-hmm. thing for me so yeah. okay um but let's go into i know we have a new rating we do now this is from the last day of 2014 so uh from 12 31 2014 and it is from bosco one flash one awesome we'll be moving into 2015 now uh, i know ratings okay uh and uh the uh the heading for the this review was i love your podcast And uh, he or she says, my son and daughter-in-law turned me on to your podcast. We've all been vegetarians for about three years. We look forward to each of your episodes. The subjects are interesting and the information helpful and the fun is infectious. I ordered VegZen t-shirts as Christmas gifts for my son and daughter-in-law and that came with a handwritten note from Larissa. I gave the note to them because it is so sweet and means a lot to us that you take the time to have a personal connection with your fans. Oh, that's awesome. And this is a she, by the way. I remember oh, that awesome. now that I read that again. All right. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you. We really appreciate you um, getting the t-shirts and we also appreciate you leaving the rating. That means a lot to us. Yeah. Helps pump us up. Yep. Okay. I think we're ready to move into the main topic. So I'll let you start. 
Okay, well, uh, let's just start with a little term here okay. that we'll be talking about, and that is the glycemic index. And the glycemic index is uh, the measurement of how a carbohydrate-containing food raises blood glucose. All right, and this is what, something we were talking about right before we started recording was this isn't like an index like you would think of like a book, yeah. right? Like yeah, a book it's index. Not, yeah. It's just a, it's a measure right. of uh, this, uh, how carbohydrate-containing foods raise the blood sugar, uh, blood glucose, mm-hmm. um, how any food does that. Right, right. and it's, it's measured against, uh, they're ranked on based how they compare to a reference food, which is generally either glucose or white bread, both of which have a GI or glycemic index value of 100. Okay. So these are based on comparing the GI of foods to one of those two things. Okay. So obviously some foods are higher in GI than others, right? And so this has been something you've been trying to really pay attention to. Now you really haven't been like running out and looking up the GI necessarily of foods, have you? Or Not have you? every single food, but you know, I will on occasion go for something, especially if it's like a fruit or a vegetable. Um, You know, I know that in general processed foods are going to have a higher GI. So I don't really tend to run and go look up those. But if I want to say like an orange or an apple or something like that, I might go look that up and find out what the GI is of that. Now, on these numbers, anything over 55 is considered high for diabetics. Okay. So you want, diabetics want to look for foods that are lower than 55. And we should add that we're going to add a couple of resources at the end of the, in the show notes mm-hmm. that can help you figure out the GI of, of certain foods, just so you know. Right. There is an article uh, that I found on the Harvard Health website that has a list of 100 plus uh, GI values for okay. different foods. All right. So you were just talking about fruits. A lot of fruits tend to be higher in GI. Um, and now typically I think foods that are f- uh, higher in fat and fiber tend to have a lower GI, mm-hmm. right? Right. Not all fruit. You, you mentioned that fruits are higher. I said, yeah, I didn't mean all of them. Yeah. I right. know some of them are more than others. And as, as you'll see in, in a little bit, uh, one of the factors of especially fruits and vegetables for the GI number is ripeness and how long they've been yeah, stored. Like bananas. I know mm-hmm. um, ripe bananas mm-hmm. have higher GI than um, ones that are still green. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, that just kind of goes to show that GI number is not, it's not a static number. I mean, it, it can change and that changes on in different, with different factors. So as you mentioned, the fat and fiber and then as a general rule, the more cooked or processed a food uh, is, the higher the GI number is. Okay. Now, that's that's a general rule. Of course, you know, there are always exceptions, uh, but for the most part. All right. So we already mentioned ripeness and storage time. Yeah, and I knew about juice. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people like to start their mornings out with a glass of orange juice, and that is really a quite the sugar spike, isn't it? It is. And you know what's funny, though? Uh, citrus fruits are actually on the list that we're ta- we'll talk about later of diabetic superfoods. Really? Yes. So, okay, but probably the fruit, right? Right. Okay, the fruit, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The juice is because different. Because the fruit has the fiber. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ding, ding, ding. 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 <laughs> so, and now, and that's something interesting for me because, you know, I like to juice. I like to juice um, and I'll add uh, spinach and then 
carrots and but then apples. I usually this is what I usually do. I usually do spinach, carrot, apple, ginger, uh, orange, maybe some pineapple instead of the orange. It's either or on that, and then um, a lemon, a half a lemon at the end. Yeah, and see, see that's that you has and I a kind lot of, of fruit. It does, and it's not. And you and I have had this discussion before mm-hmm. too, because I tend to lean more on the greens mm-hmm. in the juices that I drink, and I add a little bit, uh, like of an apple or a pineapple, just for a little bit of natural sweetness. Mm-hmm. But I tend to lean more on the greens. Right, and you know, so one thing that I have started doing when I've been juicing this past week or so is adding more spinach. And then instead of doing a whole apple, I do half an apple. Yeah. And the lemon is good. The lemon yeah, is the supposed lemon. to be, have an alkalizing mm-hmm. effect. Yeah. Right. So I'm trying to get used to having it not as sweet and just adding a little bit more spinach at a time because the spinach will help to balance out the GI. And we'll talk about that uh, under some other considerations that we'll talk about in a minute. But um, so processing is another thing that affects the, can affect the GI of a food, a food, as you mentioned, juice. Mm-hmm. But then also, if you're looking at potatoes, now potatoes are a starchy, high-carb vegetable. So you have to be careful with potatoes, anyway, white potatoes, anyway, with diabetes. But mashed potatoes have a higher GI than if you had a whole baked potato. Which makes sense. And I think what I've heard, too, is that you need to eat the skin eat the because skin. that's got the fiber. Yes, exactly. And then stone ground whole wheat bread has a lower GI than regular whole wheat bread that uses the more refined processed whole wheat flour. All right. So let's say, let's see, what else do we need to talk about? Um, So cooking method. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, we talk about when you cook it a lot, mm -hmm. it tends to increase the GI, GI, right? Yes. And so that's why I like pasta al dente, which Mm -hmm. means... Doesn't it mean like sort of, what is al dente? I forget what it translates to. It's kind like, of like almost, like almost, I don't want to say raw because it's no, not it's, raw, it's but it's more chewy. like. Well, no, chewy is overcooked typically. The al dente no. is more like uh, when it has it's a, a bite. little undercooked. When you, yeah. when you bite into it, it has a little bit of a right, right. firmness. Like, yes. Yeah, firm, uh-huh. I guess. Right. And uh, so that is better than having really, really soft, well-cooked pasta. Um, and then variety, certain foods, if you're talking about, for example, rice, different varieties of rice have different GI values. So converted long grain white rice has a lower GI than brown rice, but short grain white rice has a higher GI than brown rice. So you want to look at the type of rice that you're getting. Yeah. And besides, uh, in addition to the cooking methods and what we've already talked about, I think another thing that people have to look out for is overeating. Mm-hmm. Overeating can spike your blood sugar levels. So Mm. portion control is really important to maintaining a low GI. And that's been something that's an issue for both of us. Yes, definitely. You know, because, and one of the things that I've really started paying attention to now is I don't grab a bag of anything. You know, if I want some, uh, I've been, I've, I've stopped keeping candy and things like I could eat candy all day, but I've stopped keeping things with really high sugars, you know, around me. But if I wanted to eat some animal crackers, which are lower sugar or some graham crackers that we have, which are lower sugar for just a little something sweet, instead of grabbing the whole package, I get a little container and I'll portion out, you know, one serving size. Right. So that's important because before I would just grab that bag and I'd take it 
you know, get in front of my computer. And before I know it, I've eaten an entire bag of animal crackers. Yeah. The other thing that you need to look out for if you're looking at lower GI foods is remember that not all low GI foods are necessarily nutrition, nutritional. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily um, full of nutrients. You know, we <laughs> talked to, hence the word, <laughs> I just repeated myself. <laughs> okay. Well, they're not necessarily as good for you. So for example, oatmeal might have a higher GI than chocolate, but that doesn't mean you want to be having chocolate for breakfast. Right. Although some people might want to have chocolate <laughs> for breakfast, but some people do have chocolate. For yeah, breakfast. exactly. Um, so you want to be careful of that. that does, that's not, that could be a consideration for you, but you also want to look at nutrition. Right. And then uh, something else, and this is kind of goes back to what I was talking about with the juice, with the spinach and the fruit. Combining low GI foods with high GI foods at a single meal time or a single uh, sitting can help to balance out that total glucose load that you're taking in. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Kind and of that's why, it out. Yeah. right. That's why it's important to have like when you have dinner, have a lot of greens, have less um, you know, starchy things like potatoes and bread and have more of the greens and uh, squash, summer squash, which is lower in, in sugars, you know, things like that, that will balance out anything that's higher that you might have. All right. So as vegetarians, and, and as we've mentioned, when we started this podcast, one of the things that you can't take for granted just because you're on a plant-based lifestyle is that it's necessarily a healthy diet, Right. But there are some aspects of a plant-based diet that kind of lend themselves to helping you control your diabetes, right? Right. And I I think let's do the caveat that a plant-based diet is healthy, but you have to actually eat the plants. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I should should say a a non-meat diet, maybe. Just because you exclude meat doesn't mean that you're eating a healthy... That's why we started this podcast, right? Because yes. we started going down the Cheetos or whatever yes, path. Yes, the Cheeto that, diet. Because yeah, there's candies that are vegan and, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. So Right. All right. So let's talk about some of the some of the things that a plant-based, healthy plant-based diet can do to help promote um, or help to control your diabetes. Right. Well, naturally, a plant-based diet that includes lots of plants is generally lower in calories. So that will help you maintain a healthier body weight. And of course, with diabetes, having a good body weight, not being overweight is really important because when you're overweight, you have less, um, you're more prone to complications. Right. Heart disease. I mean, there's a lot of things your body is trying to, you're in a constant state of inflammation. Yes. That's true. That's exactly true. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a plant-based diet can help control your blood sugar and your response to insulin. So your body's response to insulin. So when you have lots of fresh vegetables and fruits and whole grains, nuts, beans, that makes your body more responsive to the sugars that it is taking in. And another thing I think that you just mentioned or touched on was uh, cardiovascular disease. Mm-hmm. Cardiovascular disease is a very common complication in people with diabetes. And that's especially important for me because as I think we mentioned in the beginning, and we mentioned this in the beginning, that I've also got a clotting disorder. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. puts me at even higher risk for stroke and heart attack and uh, you know any kind of thing that has to do with the cardiovascular system. And with people with diabetes, 
that just adds to it. Right. And if you're eating a strict vegan diet, typically those are low in, they don't, those are cholesterol free, I should say, mm-hmm. and low in saturated fat and usually high in soluble fiber. So that can also help control your diabetes. Right. And you know, while I'm not vegan, I still do eat cheese. I don't drink milk anymore, uh, but I still do eat cheese and I eat eggs. So one of the things that I've started doing just in the last week is, I mean, I used to have eggs for breakfast every morning, right? And so I've cut that out. Yeah, I moved over to, we were both kind of the same way, and I moved over more towards cereal. Mm-hmm. I, I buy this Nature's Own, it's a pumpkin flaxseed cereal, it's really good, and it fills me up. Mm-hmm. I, I never used to be, fill, I guess it's the type of cereal, right? When you're eating like, when I was a kid and eating right. Fruit Loops or right. Lucky Charms or whatever, <laughs> I mean, that has nothing, so no wonder it doesn't fill you up. Ex- well, exactly, and it's all yeah. sugar, and sugar makes you even hungrier. Right, but since we've been over to that, and also, like, I'll have a smoothie with a little bit of toast sometimes. Mm-hmm. I have to have something solid. I've tried smoothies alone for breakfast. I'm hungry like an hour later. Yeah, but for me, you know, I, I'm i not opposed to having eggs, you know, once or twice a week. But I was doing it every day. So what I've started doing now is having a grapefruit in the morning, which I love. You don't like grapefruit. No, I but don't. I love Never, grapefruit. Never, ever, ever have. <laughs> so having a grapefruit without sugar on it, because, you know, I used to put you sugar to on it. That. No, without <laughs> sugar on it. And uh, then just a one or two pieces of whole grain toast with a little bit of peanut butter. The other thing you've started to do is cut slowly back. I'm assuming you have because we talked about this. Cut slowly back on the sugar in your coffee. In my coffee, yes. So I'm off of, I don't have any creamer in my coffee anymore at all. And I'm down to like, we use the, um, what's that? It's the organic unrefined mm-hmm. sugar. Yeah. Uh, we use that and I put maybe about a, a very light teaspoon, mm-hmm. I would say. And I used to put a lot too. You still put I was dumping I like think, three tablespoons was, of sugar in wow. my coffee. Yeah, tablespoons. Yeah, and in I'm one like six to eight yeah, ounces. Yeah, so I've cut that down uh, to I cut it down to two first, and then you know cut those two. Still do two, but just make them not make them level instead of heaping. Uh, so that I, I'm kind of trying to trick my brain into saying, okay, well I'm still getting two, right? But I'm just not putting as much in the spoon and then hopefully I can get it down to one. And then I do use almond milk, the, uh, the milk that I make. So it, it doesn't, it's not dairy. It doesn't, you know, have a lot of bad stuff in it. So, okay. Dun, 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 dun. Let's move to the ADA top 10 diabetic superfood. Mm, right. And ADA then, American diabetes association. Yes. <laughs> I was All just right. going to say that. So when I say top 10, it's actually for vegetarians, it's top nine. And for vegans, it's top eight, because one of them on this this list from the American Diabetes Association is fish. Okay. Uh, so that's out for both of us, for all right. of us, right? Not pescatarians, but no. vegetarians and right. vegans, yes. And then the other one is fat-free milk and yogurt. So okay. if you're a vegan, no. But if you're a vegetarian, yes. All right. Okay. Um, the first one is beans. And whether you prefer kidney, pinto, navy, black beans... These are just packed with nutrition and they've gotten a lot of flack with some of these like fad diets like, oh, I don't know if it's the slow carb or the paleo. I can never keep up with these things. Mm -hmm. They're just repackaged the same stuff over and over again (laughs) a lot of times. Um, But beans are high in fiber and they give you about a third of your daily requirement in just half a cup. Mm -hmm. And they're also good sources of magnesium and potassium. So this is what I'm saying. 
excellent example of you don't have to be trying to control your GI levels to, to think about adding more of these to your diet. Exactly. And then something else about beans is even though they're considered a starchy vegetable, like you said, a half a cup is really, that's a serving size. And that provides the same amount of protein as an ounce of meat, but without the saturated fat. Sweet. Yes. So, you know, and if you do use canned beans, which we do, I mean, I, I don't normally cook beans very often. Occasionally I will, but we do use canned. Make sure that you rinse them. Yeah. Always drain them really well and rinse them under lots of cold water in a colander because they have a lot of sodium that is in that, that uh, I guess, canning water or whatever it is. Right. Um, okay. Let's talk about dark green leafy vegetables. Okay. So these are things like spinach, collards, kale. So these are really good in uh, having low calories and low carbs. So, I mean, you can eat as much of this really as you want. Very good for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're so easy to add to things. That's what I like about them. Well, and my favorite way to get a lot of these in is in smoothies. Now, I know you can't have kale, but like you mentioned, because you just it doesn't agree with you, but you can add as, a lot of spinach to, and mm-hmm. it ta- you can barely taste it. Right. And I put spinach in tons of stuff. I put spinach in enchiladas yeah. and lasagna and pasta sauce and just all kinds of things. You can throw it in there and it just doesn't have that much of a taste. You know, I mean, yeah, if you just boil some spinach or steam some spinach and stick a big old forkful in your mouth, it's going to taste like spinach. But when you put it with other things, it's kind of like the tofu of vegetables, right? It just doesn't have that much of a taste. No. And even if it, I mean, quite honestly, I like it. I prefer it like a spinach salad versus like a romaine salad. That I don't mind. I like that. There's something about steaming it or cooking it, though, that makes it taste spinachy <laughs> see but i have a really good association because i remember i was a huge popeye fan mm-hmm. the cartoon popeye when i was a kid and i remember me and my brother and my sister loved spinach because of that yeah and well so, popeye's cool but i still don't like it <laughs> spinach like that for me to open up a can of spinach and just down it like popeye would be like gag oh city. no i uh-uh. i could do that easily no, but i do like it you know fresh spinach and all that so all right uh all right, the next one is citrus fruit which we already talked about. And right. it's it's kind of counterintuitive. You wouldn't think. You would think that, you know, oranges are really sweet and they have all this sugar, right? But they really, um, because of the fiber, as you mentioned, and they're a good source of uh, vitamin C, and they're really not that high on the glycemic index. When you eat the whole orange. Yes. Yes. So that's what we're talking about, the difference between the juice and actually eating the whole orange, which is better for you. Right. And then, you know, with grapefruit, that's why I've kind of started doing grapefruit in the morning. And lemons, uh, when you have the juice of a lemon, you're not sitting there and like ingesting a cup of lemon juice just by itself. So it's not, Ooh, although me, I would. That made me pucker. You would. I would. That made uh, me, and your mom, the dental hygienist, uh, probably cringe. cringes when she hears you say that. Like you're ruining your teeth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so... It's not like the the amount of lemon juice or lime juice that you're consuming is not going to give you that much of a sugar uh, boost. All right, let's move into sweet potatoes. So this is something neither Larissa nor I like. I've even tried the sweet potato fries. Mm -hmm. I can tolerate that more, but it's still not my favorite thing. But nevertheless, they are very good for you. It's a starchy vegetable, but it does have a lot of vitamin A and also has fiber. And you can try it in place of regular potatoes, which it does have a lower GI. So, mm-hmm. Right. And I know a lot of people love sweet potatoes. It's just 
they're just too, they're too, and this is going to sound funny, but they're too sweet for me. <laughs> the sugar addict says it's too sweet for Yeah, her. <laughs> it's not that kind, it's a different kind of yeah, sweet. Yeah, I know, I, I know what you're know, talking about. When I think of yeah. french fries, I think of salty and, you know, I don't think of slightly sweet. Uh, all right, berries. This is a good one. Yeah, I, I usually throw a mix of mm-hmm. berries into every smoothie that I make. Blueberries, strawberries, uh, raspberries. I'm not too fond of blackberries, but if they're in there with other things, I probably won't taste it that much. You can make a parfait. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, if you're a vegan, not so much with the Well, you could use soy yogurt. yogurt. Yeah, you could use soy or coconut yogurt. Milk. But very, yogurt. very good in antioxidants. Mm-hmm. So that's why I really like that. And I will tell you, Texas was big on the flu this year, and neither one of us, knock on wood, has had it. So, mm-hmm. and you didn't get a flu shot this year. No, either. I haven't had a flu shot. I, in I never get flu shots. Number of years, but uh, yeah. And then fiber, berries are really high in fiber, and like like you said, I don't really care for blackberries and raspberries because of the seeds. Strawberry seeds don't bother me because they're not pokey. You know, they kind of just. You can eat them and not, but uh, blackberry and raspberry seeds yeah, are kind of pokey. Yeah, they're crunchy. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. don't like that. All right, tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Now, I like tomatoes. My sister used to eat tomatoes. Like, I don't know what, what my parents did. They're just brilliant. They need to put out like some course on how to make your children love vegetables. They, my sister used to eat tomatoes like they were apples. Like she would walk around eating a tomato like that. What kid does that? Usually mm-hmm. most kids pick off tomatoes. Yeah, uh, the only type of tomato that will pick tolerate off is ketchup. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but tomatoes are are very uh, very. You can eat them in a variety of different ways: pureed, raw, in a sauce, and they are packed with vitamins. So, like C, iron, and E, mm-hmm. just really good. I don't really use them in juice very much. I tried it one time. Wasn't that much of a fan, but yeah. I will eat them raw and I do put them on salad. So, yeah, I just don't care for them raw. If they're cooked, I'm okay with it. If, you know, sauce, anything like that. I just don't like a slice of tomato. It's All right. Let's talk great. about whole grains because this is another one that with these fad diets tends to get like a bad rap. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they are really good for you. I think it's just a lot of this stuff, it's in moderation is what it is. But it's the germ and brand of the whole grain um, you're after. It contains all the nutrients a grain product has has to offer. And then when you purchase processed grains like bread made from enriched wheat flour, you don't really get that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because well, because it's processed, right? Right. And the, the flour is all that, that good bran and germ is separated out during the refining process. And so that's like all thrown away i don't know what they do with it but uh it's makes it that nice silky smooth white flour that's you know has nothing and then they go back and they enrich it they add stuff back in Mm -hmm. so yeah another thing you get from uh whole grains is magnesium chromium omega-3 fatty acids and folate Mm -hmm. so definitely if you're going to have bread you want to have the whole grain. Yeah, and, and oatmeal is a good source of fiber and potassium and mm-hmm. pearled barley mm-hmm. also. Yeah, and then nuts is the last one. So now the thing that we always talk about with nuts is moderation, especially because they do have a lot of fat. Calories too. Calories mm-hmm. and fat, right. But an ounce of nuts has um, a good is, is a good source of magnesium and fiber and some nuts and seeds, like walnuts, flax seeds, also have omega-3 fatty acids, which is something that your body needs. Right. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I'll have a handful of nuts for a snack, 
occasionally or but again, you know, I'll portion it out. Uh, otherwise, I when I used to work uh, in an office, I would always keep a jar of dry roasted peanuts in my desk. And everybody knew where they were. So you know, like I was they would come in and just get peanuts. But I would sit there in the afternoon and I would portion them out i'd pour them into the lid but then once the lid was empty i'd <laughs> refill the lid and you know do that three or four yeah, times yeah that kind of defeats the purpose before there i know it i probably eaten like a cup and a half of peanuts now, how did your stomach not hurt a lot of times when people eat a lot of nuts it upsets their stomach no no, no? it didn't really it just mm. made me fat <laughs> <laughs> okay so that and all the donuts and the you know yeah hmm all right, so let's get into the recipe of the week. All right, well, I think I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to curate another list this week. Okay. Because we've talked about a lot of different foods in this episode. And, you know, we've talked about the foods that you want to eat and the foods that you don't when you're trying to control your diabetes with diet. So what I want to do is curate a nice list of recipes that feature the low GI foods. So things that feature um, whole grains or berries or, um, you know, some of the other things we talked about, tomatoes, citrus, things like that, that we can use to kind of um, help moderate the foods that we're eating and making sure that we're getting the lower numbers. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right, so let's move into the quote of the week. And the quote this week comes from, it's a life hack article that you got this from, right? Mm -hmm. The author is Jelly Wong. Jelly Wong interesting is what it said. Jelly Wong. Okay, and the quote goes, the strongest people are not those who show strength in front of us, but those who win battles we know nothing about. That's awesome. I mean, because this is something that you've been struggling with. And you know, again, kudos to you. And I think this is something that we're, we try to be very transparent about. Both of us have struggles, you know, we're both need to lose some weight, but we didn't think we had to be perfect to get in front of this microphone. In mm -hmm. fact, I think not being perfect kind of helps it. You know, I love watching certain trainers and stuff and get motivated by them. But honestly, I get motivated by real people, mm -hmm. you know, that are going through the same things. Cause I, I think I look at some of these trainers and stuff and I think I can never be like that. And that it's kind of demotivating sometimes too, right? But when you're other people that everyday people are just mm -hmm. going through the same struggle that you do uh, or struggles, then it kind of makes you feel a little bit like it's surmountable. Well, and those trainers and people like that are in the minority. Yeah. We are the majority. Yeah. You know, yeah, everyday people just trying to deal with the donuts that come in at work and the, mm -hmm. you know, the bag of candy in the pantry and stuff. Yeah. Uh everyday people see <laughs> we're everyday people and I knew we can't you were going sing after like a sentence yeah. or like a word <laughs> okay so anyway all right i think that does it for this episode today if you find value we would greatly appreciate you heading out like our friend uh let's see who was that that left us the rating of uh bosco i don't remember her bosco name. one flash one <laughs> now bosco one flash one headed out to itunes and left us a rating and it pumped us up it did so um, we would greatly appreciate you heading out there and leave us a rating, an honest rating. A five-star rating is, of course, um, even extra motivating for mm -hmm. us. And we, we appreciate those so much. We read all of our five-star ratings on the show. But, it, but don't lie. If we suck, tell us we suck. <laughs> but don't you make us cry. Us yeah, yeah, don't make us cry. Larissa, yeah, don't make Larissa cry. I don't yeah. care. 
but okay. <laughs> she doesn't. She never cries. I cry every time somebody like dies on TV or like the, and she never cries. And she always oh. tells me, well, it's not real. The actor's still alive. <laughs> I, I look over and she's like crying and I say, you know, they really didn't die, right? <laughs> oh, I sob. <laughs> anyway, with that, we're going to go watch Walking Dead. And yes, it's somebody's Walking probably going to die and I'm going to cry. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next week. All right. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.